Now here is the top news stories of the day with Larry Hardesty. As part of our discussion, we were talking about what Major League Baseball's proposals include. And let me share that with you again because some folks have been just shaking their heads. Obviously, this is according to our Jeff Passan on ESPN.com. High fives, fist bumps, and hugs would be prohibitive, as would spitting, tobacco use, and chewing sunflower seeds. Fielders would be encouraged to retreat several steps away from the base runner between pitches, etc., etc. So, as Jeff Passan said on the 6 p.m. Sports Center, players will have to make sacrifices in order to play. I think the players also understand that if they want to play this year, and they want to get paid this year, then they are going to have to abide by some of these rules. And and some of them, you know what, are actually really reasonable. But some of them just have this odd optical thing that's confusing to us, like sitting in the stands during games. We've never done that before. We haven't done that since Little League. And yet it's a reality in this moment. If Major League Baseball wants to play this year, this is probably how it's going to have to be done. The other thing that you haven't seen in a while is players leaving the stadium in their uniforms, right? <laughs> Jeff Passon says the proposal, you know what? It's a lot to take in. It's a lot to consider. It's a lot for the players to understand. It's a lot for teams to undertake. But it's also, Nicole, what is warranted in this moment. And that's the really difficult thing that I think a lot of people inside of the game and those outside who are reading stories about this and hearing us talk about it are having to understand. This is kind of our new reality. And and this new reality for baseball happens to be as obtrusive as it is because it has to get by local health officials and they have to rubber stamp it. And so you want to err on the side of caution. But it really is a lot for players to be thinking about. And that's what they're doing in this moment as they consider it. So, Jeff, can there be some adjustments made to this proposal? There's a lot of wiggle room, and honestly, there should be, because there are elements of this proposal or of this draft that simply don't cover important things. You know, it talks about having an emergency action plan if somebody tests positive for COVID-19, whether it's at home or on the road. If you're on the road, like, how does that player get home? Doesn't address that. If there's an outbreak in the clubhouse, what happens then? doesn't address that. These are all very important and vital things because they're potentially realistic things. And that's what baseball is trying above all, I think, to do to ensure the safety of its players as best as it can and and make the players comfortable enough where they feel like coming back in the midst of a pandemic is something that's worthwhile for them, too. You know, what's funny is we turn to the um, to the NBA is with all this talk about Phil Jackson, you knew that his buddy, Charlie Rosen, was going to be talking soon, right? He's been really quiet. Well, that lifted this weekend when he spoke to the Post and said it was Carmelo Anthony's failure to embrace the triangle offense that led to the team's undoing. This is quoting Charlie Rosen. Carmelo undercut him, meaning Phil, telling Christoph Porzingis not to say anything in public about how good the triangle was. Carmelo refused to run the triangle, which is why Phil resigned him. There was a lot of pressure from owner James Dolan, but if Carmelo would have run the triangle, he 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 would have been open on the weak side. Quoting, still quoting Charlie Rosen, he'd have to pass and do this and run around, but he ultimately would have a whole side wide open, 16 to 17 feet away from the basket. The defense would be too far away to double. 
He'd have open jump shots and was one or two dribbles from the basket. He'd be a killer. Hold on now. This is quoting Charlie Rosen. He'd be Michael Jordan. He'd be unstoppable. But Melo was a catch and shoot and didn't want to do other things. Wow. I got to pause for a second. All due respect to Carmelo Anthony. Wasn't Michael Jordan. But speaking of the Knicks, R.J. Barrett was on with SVP last night on SportsCenter. And uh, Scott Van Pelt asked R.J., as you watched the last dance, what were you surprised by? To me, growing up, like you said, I, I kind of grew up after after all this happened. But for me, it's cool to be able to, to listen to Mike speak and, and hear how he thinks. Because to me, he was kind of just like a machine. So to just see, like, you know, whether it's how he came into a franchise and completely changed the culture or, like, his leadership abilities, his work ethic, like, you know, I'm soaking it all in. So, RJ, from the stories you heard about MJ compared to what you've seen in the last dance? Well, Jordan was always my, my dad's favorite player. So my dad growing up every day, he would be like, RJ, watch Michael Jordan. Like, watch what he does. That man was killer. Like, you know, told me to watch him all the time. So just, just to actually, like, now be able to kind of see everything, especially to hear everybody else's perspective, like his teammates and all that, is, is great. So, RJ, what was the comparison between MJ and the superstars that you grew up with? Not your dad, but I you. guess I didn't really understand, you know, Jordan fully. Uh-huh. And I, I think I have a better picture now. And it's just like he had to go up against the bad boys. Like they had Jordan rules. He had to go completely change his body and, and do many different things. Like, you know, I'm not taking anything away from, you know, Kobe and LeBron. But, like, he kind of changed the NBA in a way, too. So Jordan's the best player ever. So we're all trying to, you know, try to get there. Kind of, you know, try to surpass him. Is that what you think? You, you, the best player ever. I mean, is that is that the way you view it? I've always been a LeBron fan. LeBron's always been my favorite player growing up. Uh huh. But just in terms of, you know, I don't really know the comparisons. But from what I'm seeing right now with Jordan, he, it's, it's, it's tough to, to to say otherwise. Hmm. R.J. Barrett. Speaking of LeBron James, he spoke to the uninterrupted on their YouTube channel yesterday. And he says, you know what, I, I, MJ and I, we, we could have hung together. You know, I just feel like our games was just a perfect, perfect, you know, correlation to be able to uh, just be successful. You know, I see the things that Pitt was able to do with Mike. I just think it would have been a whole nother level. I just think it would have been a whole nother level, you know, with me um, being that point forward, you know, alongside him during those, those Chicago runs. Let's put this MJ thing on hold for a second. There's some talk about you considering going to football during the 2011 NBA lockout. Is that true? You know what? To be honest, it actually was. I had no idea how long the lockout was going to be. And myself and my trainer, we really started to, started to actually train to be a football player when it came to like October and November. We started to clock our times with the 40s. We started to add a little bit more in our bench presses and things of that nature. We started to add more sled into our, with our uh, workouts. You know, Mike kept talking about, you know, it'd be great to go down to Irvine, Texas. It'd be great to go down there, down there to Dallas, you know, and suit it up for the Cowboys. How great that'll be. You know, the thoughts came into my mind, you know, never having the ability to finish my high school career of playing like my senior year. I have dreams all the time about playing football and it's like it's crazy because I actually never run on the field in my dreams it always gets to the point where I'm either in the locker room or getting dressed soon as I run about to run on the field something else happens in my dream 
the NBA is calling. <laughs> That's what happened in your dream. Tight end, linebacker. Ooh, can you pass rush? Ooh, incredible. Hey, LeBron, tell us about the first time you met MJ as a sophomore in high school. We walk up there, and the first person I see is Charles Oakley. You know, Oak being from Cleveland, dapped him up. I had seen Oak around the city a few times, you know. And Oak move, and when he moves, Mike is sitting on the bench press. Um, and I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I, was, I didn't think he was real, man. You don't understand. I didn't think Michael Jordan was real. I only thought he lived in the TV, either in games or commercials or come fly with me on cassette tapes. Wow, yeah. I didn't think he was real. And when I saw him, I was like, if, if the man above would have took me that day, I would have lived a hell of a life, I swear to God. <laughs> that was the end of it. I didn't. When I got back home to Akron and I told my boys, and like my boys, because they know how crazy I am about MJ. They were like, no, nah, you're lying. I'm like, dog. I was, <laughs> not only did I see Mike, I was on the court with Mike. And I was like, I told you, like I said, if the, if the man above would have took my life, damn boy, I lived a hell of a life, man, after seeing Mike. Wow, that's priceless. Finally, Belmont Stakes to be held in June 20th will be the first leg of the Triple Crown. The race will be held without fans. It will be shortened from its traditional length of a mile and a half to a mile and an eighth. The race was originally scheduled for June 6th. The Kentucky Derby and the Preakness Stakes had previously been rescheduled for September 5th and October 3rd, respectively, because of the coronavirus pandemic. 1-800-919-3776. That's the number to continue our conversation as we talk about what which pro sport you think will be back first and safely. But before we, before we do that, let's do this. If you have a small business trying to get the word out that you're still serving the community, let us know. We've had over 350 local businesses reach out and we're still sharing their messages. Send an email to 987ESPN at gmail.com. Let us know your story so we can pass the word along to our listeners. Again, that's 987ESPN at gmail.com. Like, the rap folks on Staten Island. Yeah, Larry, call it a rap on Staten Island. They're open seven days a week from 8 a.m. to 9 p.m. and offers a wide variety of smoothies, sandwiches, salads, wraps, and more. Head over to 1198 Forest Avenue for contactless pickup or take advantage of their free delivery for anywhere on the island. That's Staten Island. Go to whereyoueat.com. That's whereyoueat.com to find their menu or call 718-876-8300, 718-876-8300 to place your order at Call It A Wrap today.